0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, think outside the Power Five. What's the most important game for BYU football beyond the well-publicized first four games? The three-point lines
1: moving back in men's hoops. How will this affect the game and BYU this season?
0: Plus, on the heels of a national championship performance, why the Super Six of BYU track and field might be the most dominant BYU team ever. Let's go. This
1: is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by The BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 6th, 75th anniversary, of D Day, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with BYU Mini Cubs Soccer Camp Counselor Jeremy Jordan.
1: You know who is one of those people? Hayden Wallace, one of our student production assistants here. I didn't know he was doing that, so I wandered over there yesterday, and he's uh, he's got his whistle. He's organizing the uh, the Mini Cubs, aka like five and six year olds or something. So he's doing that.
0: Well, Hayden does love himself some
1: football. He's from the England, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, he is a football
0: supporter. And your daughter, Venna is in the Mini Cubs camp, correct? Yes, she is, yeah. How's that going for her? Terrible. (laughs) She doesn't really try.
1: The other day, she just stood in the goal and didn't run around with the kids. She was better yesterday, which is good. I have a hard time if she doesn't even try. It's like, oh, at least try. You can only control one thing, your effort.
0: How old is she? Six. Okay. Give her some time. Because my oldest, Jacks, used to yeah. run away from the ball. At least he's running. So he would follow, would, the, would coaches, he would follow the coach's to instruction run. to, hey, when the other team gets the ball, run back to the goal. So no matter where he was, I mean, they could be right in front of the opposite goal, and he could be setting up for a shot. If the other team had the ball, he would sprint as fast as he could back down to help defend his own goal. Nice. We've, we've progressed yeah. from that. I
1: Yeah. I don't tolerate a lack of effort in (laughs) any walk of my life. I really don't. I go, oh, you're not even going to try to get out of here. Let's not do this. Midway through Uh, the season last year, I'm asking my wife, why are we doing this?
0: Give it time. Let's go. Give it time, man. I'll I'll give it one more day. (laughs) It's the last day today. We've got a loaded show lineup. Speaking of trying and succeeding, how about Clayton Young, national champion in the 10K? He's going to join us. One day after his historic race for BYU. Day, it's been hours. Incredible. Yeah, it hasn't even been 24 hours. It's been 12, right? At 10, 14. He was on the show. uh yeah. He was
1: on the show. What earlier this week? Uh huh. Late last well, week. Oh, it was last week. And boom, he, he didn't the know about the karma. He didn't
0: know about the karma, and he I was not know, the favorite of this group of runners to win the national he championship. He was my favorite. He probably should have been mine, too, after knowing what the car no, does for people. he's right? BYU's favorite. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, our favorite. That was outstanding. We'll also be joined by the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, who himself is an avid runner and a half-marathoner. Yeah. That's yeah. half-awesome. He's super into the track and field national championships. He's got everything on a timing sheet down to the minute. Like, oh, this is when the next race happens with the BYU runner.
1: We we watched in his office. It was awesome. It was great. It was awesome. We'll talk
0: to the voice of the Cougars and the latest BYU national champion, Clayton Young. But first, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. What a performance overall from BYU men's track and field last night. Here's to you, Clayton Young, with BYU Sports Nation karma in tow. Clayton wins a dramatic 10K Outdoor National Championship like a boss with a time of 29 minutes, 16 seconds, 80 hundredths. Young becomes BYU's first national champion in the 10,000 meters in a cool 34 years. BYU, meanwhile, placed three runners in the top five with Connor McMillan placing third and Connor Mance taking fourth. All-American Rory Linkletter finishes 15th. The team scores 21 points in that team competition and just for context, Jeremy. 21 points would have guaranteed BYU a top 12 finish overall last year. Mm. They have an opportunity, yeah, to not just finish in the top 10, but maybe go beyond that. Well, they're ranked fourth. Let's go. Overshadowed in all of this, Jerem, the steeplechase team qualified four different runners for their upcoming final, another NCAA record. Let's keep it rolling. The NCAA rules
1: committee approved a full four- few rule changes for the upcoming men's basketball season the three-point lines moving back to 22 feet and one and three quarter inches that's about 15 inches further back which is the international standard additionally the shot clock will reset on an offensive rebound in the front court from 30 to 20 seconds also a coach can call a live ball timeout in the second half's last two minutes and in the last two minutes of overtime what's the impact on the three-point line specifically we will discuss in what's trending
0: byu baseball with three more players, including commits, drafted yesterday into the major leagues. Cutter Claussen selected in the 33rd round by the Washington Nationals. DC's as-
1: younger brother, right?
0: Uh-huh. Jackson, uh, yeah, that's right, Jackson Club. He'll announce that, he announced rather that he'll attend BYU. Tyson Heaton selected in the 40th round by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And Cy Nielsen selected in the 40th round as well by the Cleveland Indians. I anticipate all of these guys are gonna show up for BYU. I mean, one of them will. Pass on the majors for now, we'll see. Yeah. Brock Hale, by the way, West Coast Conference Player of the Year, not drafted again. I'm just hoping a team somewhere at least gives them a shot, a workout, something.
1: Mary Lake and Team USA women's volleyball swept Germany yesterday. Lake had six digs and 15 receptions in the final two sets Mm. of the game. Team USA now 7-1 will play its final home match tonight, 830 Eastern, against Brazil in Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Will Mary Lake be playing for the Olympic squad when they attempt a gold medal? Perhaps. Perhaps next year. This is outstanding. Really cool to hear that she's getting some time now. Yeah, dude. At the highest level. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so
2: are we. It's What's Trending, a BYU
0: sports nation. We have discussed and will continue to discuss the loaded first four games for BYU football in 2019 until we're BYU blue in the face. Yes, BYU is the only team in the country to open the season with four consecutive Power Five opponents. But what of the other games that BYU has on the schedule? How about some group of five respect? Jerem, which game outside of the first four will have the greatest impact on the BYU football season?
1: Utah State. This is a team that's beaten BYU two years in a row, three of the last five. And those two, by the way, weren't close. Uh, It was 16 a couple years ago. It was 25 last year. Granted, that's an 11-2 Utah State team that finishes ranked 22nd in the AP poll, was ranked as high as 14, and ultimately ended Tanner Mangum's collegiate career as a starter, right? If you can't beat Utah State, then guess what? You're in third place in this state, and that's not a great place to be. You want to beat Utah. You want to beat Utah State. You want to beat Boise State, of course. The three rivals. BYU will likely be an underdog in this game. New head coach with Matt Wells going to Texas Tech. Gary Anderson is back uh, Jordan Love might be the best quarterback uh, right now that BYU will face in 2019. I, I think you got to take care of business against Utah State. Listen, little brother used to be little. Little brother's growing up. Little brother's like teenage, strong, challenging, older brother in uh, pickup in the uh, hoop on the side of the house now t- kind
0: of thing. This is TJ Haas and Tyler Haas. Right.
1: If you Listen, if you look back at 30 years or whatever, is Utah yeah, yeah, anyway, uh, It's been BYU dominant, but three of the
0: last five and the last two, hey, you are what you are right now, right? Utah State is number two on my list, and I want nothing more than for BYU to go to Logan and take the wagon wheel back and break the two-game losing streak to the Aggies. This is crazy. I've lost three of the last five. Like, what reality is this? I don't like it.
1: It's an alternate dimension in Endgame and the Spider-Verse.
0: So the Aggies number two on my list, but you got to beat Boise State at home. Jerem, if BYU has any hope of a winning record at home, at least a 500 record, that most definitely, I think, includes beating Boise State at home. The emphasis is on protecting Lavelle's house. Make a statement against Boise and Provo. That's a tough place to play again. This is the only place that BYU has even beaten Boise State in the series history, twice before in Provo, the latest 2015, that miracle. The Broncos will probably be a ranked opponent when the game is played, which adds more context. And this could set up BYU for a nice run to the end of the season. This is a major turning point game. BYU back home after a long trip to Tampa and USF opens the back six of the season against Boise. Now, if the Cougars beat the Broncos, they then have a bye week with some serious positive momentum before that road trip to Logan. you got to beat Boise. Give yourself some juju over the bye week. Get ready for the Aggies. Juju, if BYU beats Boise Jerem, they will beat Utah State and have a real shot to win the final six games going into a bowl game. I think it all hinges on beating Boise State. BYU beats Boise State. They won't lose again for the rest of the season.
1: Boise State, to me, is – yeah, these – and it's interesting because Utah State's trying to fight for Mountain West pride, right? Boise State's the king of that league until they're upended consistently, right? Fresno State's in the mix. Utah State is a player right there. Uh, yeah. If you can't defend your turf in your, your own state, you, you in trouble. Uh, but honestly, uh, this question is moot. It's all about
0: Utah, right? Right, countdown to the youths. Eighty-four days, eighty-four days away. The game with the greatest impact. Nineteen
2: eighty-four.
0: Ooh, I like that poll number. Eighty-four. Jan Jorgensen. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was the man. Former BYU TV sports colleague.
1: Uh, yeah, Jan Jorgensen. So one time BYU won at Washington, right? In 08. Uh that was a Washington team that didn't win a game, but BYU required to block a PAT to win it. After Jake Locker mm-hmm. was called for celebration, I was standing in that end zone. I was Which like, "Which is a terrible oh, call, a by the way." Yeah, so bad, so bad. Uh, so after the game, that was first BYU's first Power Five road win in a long time, and that was a storyline going into. So I asked Jan Jorgensen by myself. I was kind of late to his particular group of media. It's just me and Jan, and I asked Jan, uh, "Okay, what you know, the monkeys off the back? What does that mean?" And he's like. All you media, blah blah blah, and I look around. I'm like, it's just me. Who's he talking to? <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, Jan Jan's uh, is Janet Snow now. D.C. I think or something. Coaching. Yeah, coaching it awesome. up. Okay. Jane now the to topic two. New three-point line distance uh, in men's hoops: 22 feet, one and three fourths inch uh, inches in men's basketball. How will this affect BYU? Not that much.
0: I think guys are shooting from deeper on the court, anyway. I mean, they want to shoot from NBA depth because if you want to have a professional basketball career, whether it's in the NBA or at the next level, you got to be able to shoot from deep and beyond that line. So if you want to be one of the best in the West Coast Conference for that matter because it's a heavy three-point shooting conference – you got to be able to shoot from distance. So, in fact, Jerem, I think BYU will shoot a better percentage from three than they did last year in spite of the deeper line. BYU was 33% from the line at its shorter distance. I think they'll be better at the longer distance. What do you think?
1: It's going to be annoying to see the men and the women's line on the court again. Yes. We had that for a while, right? And then they synced up at 29, right? Um, that's going to be annoying. Yeah, I th- <sighs> It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense to say, hey, th- this was the worst three-point shooting team in the last 14 years, yet it's going to be better. I I mean, today, you better believe those lines are going to be put down everywhere so that BYU can get used to this. I think BYU will be better, not because, poof, they'll just be better, but I think they have better shooters. Yes. So if if you add uh, a senior T.J. Haas, like he's improved, hopefully, a 180 guy in Jake Toulson, uh Jesse Wade. Toulson and Wade, I think, single-handedly could raise this. Three point percentage. Emery, Celius, Trevenel, Connor Harding and company. It is a big difference though. 15 inches, almost 15 inches. A lot. That's a, that's a bigger distance, right? And uh, yeah, don't, don't shoot NBA threes though. Like come up to, come up to the line. Uh, that That's like saying, well, most BYU students, you know, they turn in their papers a week in advance. No, you use the time allotted, right? And you go there. I, Yeah, everyone's going to have to shoot from this line. So I think perhaps nationally we'll see a dip in the overall percentage just because it's going to take a year or two to probably really get used to it.
0: Yes, but I think because BYU was not great last year, 33% and the addition of Jake Toulson, Jesse Wade, I think TJ Haas is going to shoot a little bit better from beyond the three-point line because he has more weapons around him. That number's going to go up even though it's a little bit longer. I hope. I hope. BYU needs to shoot like 35%. They need need to be up a couple of percent. That that probably wins them a couple of more games, right? We'll see. Yeah. And now to topic three, our finale. The BYU men's track and field team earned their share of the national spotlight last night at the NCAA track and field championships in Austin, Texas. The Cougars were the first team ever to qualify six different runners for the 10K. And of those six, three finished in the top four. Four in the top 15, highlighted by Clayton Young's inspired BYU Sports Nation Karma Infused National Championship Triumph. This team has been incredible for the last three to four years. And let's not forget the top three ranking in the cross country phase of things. Jerem is the BYU 10K distance team, the most dominant BYU Cougar team of all time. It's pretty good.
1: Um, it's the
0: men's team together, though, if we're
1: comparing, other, right? If it's this group at this event, it's unique in track, right? Um, I first think of men's volleyball, the 99 team. With Ryan Millar and Ossie Antonetti and Mac Wilson and Hector LeBron, those guys went 30-1. and one. They lost one match all year. One match all year. Volleyball Magazine a few years ago came out with the top five teams all time, and they were one of them. Um, so that sticks out. 83 football, they lost the first game by four to Baylor, and then they won the rest of the games by an average of 26. 2006 is interesting as well. I know 84 went undefeated. Um, I acknowledge that, of course. Um, 2006 football. Loses two of the first three by three, and then seven in overtime. Then wins the next ten by an average of thirty. Mm-hmm. Like that team was dominant. And then another one that sticks out: 2018 women's volleyball, uh, 31 and two, only lo- or the one regular season loss, and then the loss in the final four. They got worked by Stanford, but Stanford won the national title. That was a dominant. Team. Oh, I know. And there have been a lot. There have been a lot, like 81 golf national champs. Like that team was full of pros. They were amazing. There have been some great teams at BYU. This 10K uh squad by themselves, three of the top 4. Whew, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a group within a larger team group. Right,
1: it'd be like, well, this set of three-point shooters on the men's basketball team are they the most, you know, it's kind of hard with the track there.
0: I mean, there's a case for sure if you want to say the men's cross-country team combined with the distance runners in the out, yeah, outdoor you, season. Well, like, just say
1: distance. But The yeah, distance c- runners. Because 10K is the same.
0: They but, have a case. Yeah. I mean, they have a case. They have been dominant for a long time. But for me, BYU football from Game 2 in 1983 all the way through the 84 season and early into 85, most of those guys were of the same team, right? They. It's not just one season, but they were – the majority of like them were there. Like if you are a sophomore in 83. Yes. Yeah. They won 24 straight college football games. 24 straight games. That is incredible. Bonkers, really. So that's hard to beat, which is probably why I would give the nod to that run. From early 1983 to early 1985, 24 straight college football wins. I think we're, it was
1: 25.
0: Was it 25? I think it was 25. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Regardless. Which UCF tied, by the way.
0: Or you see? I thought you said broke it. Anyway, no, we'll they check that later. They did okay. Women's cross country, Jerem, won four national championships in a six-year span from 1997 to 2002. They also deserve some consideration. Yeah. Four national titles in a six-year span. Holy yeah, cow! Yeah, that's
1: that's way better than what's happening right now. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Like the the men's distance team going third and second in cross country, and then what they've done in the 10k, you know, yesterday and last year having Rory. Take second. Incredible. Awesome,
0: man. And if Brandon Davies stays with 2011 BYU basketball, maybe we're <sighs> discussing that team.
1: So much positivity. And then <laughs> that. <laughs> well, it was still a great season. Yeah, it was. But it could have been the best
0: season. <laughs> Instead, it's the second best season. <laughs> oh, great teams. All great teams. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep the energy high. All great teams. Our question of the day. Which of the final eight Games will have the greatest impact on the BYU football season because we all hope that this season Liberty. is a great season for BYU football. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At YFangirl underscore JB and on Twitter, Boise State, redemption after last season will boost confidence going into the Utah State game. I agree wholeheartedly, YFangirl underscore JB. If BYU can beat their rivals, a major step forward is achieved this season. I think it all starts with Boise. Just the back half of the season changes the whole tenor of the back half. They take care of Boise, they take care of Utah State, and they don't lose again.
1: Okay, then, yeah, win them all. Coming up, the Super Six Pack got it done to Nationals yesterday. Did your excitement match that of Ed Istone and Isaac Wood? Could be hard to do.
0: No. Yeah. And next, our favorite BYU Cougar Canuck, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubell joins us to discuss a national championship, the state of BYU hoops, and the toughest team on the BYU football schedule. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the
2: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Join us Tuesday, June 18th, for BYU Football Media Day. BYU TV and BYU Radio have you covered. State of the program. Two-hour BYU Sports Nation. to look back at BYU's impact on 150 years of college football. It's coming up Tuesday, June 18th. Can't believe it. 12 days away. What?
0: I know. It it's doesn't seem real. It's the first one in college
1: football. We like to uh, kick off next day.
0: Well, and BYU plays on the first day of college football. Indeed. On August 29th. How many days away was that again, Jeremy? 84 days.
1: 84 A days. Jane Jorgensen's worth.
0: Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome on the third of the three amigos today, the favorite Cougar Canuck, always entertaining, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebel. Greg, welcome. Hello, and good morning, gents.
1: What's up, Greg Rebell? Uh, We parted yesterday in your
2: office watching some track. It was we did. A, it was fun. And we had did. some
0: sour jelly beans.
2: The, yeah, the, 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 the Jelly Belly Sours are an underrated <laughs> favorite in the Rubel household. Yeah. Greg, you're an avid runner. And, yeah. uh, no, I'm also seriously. I'm also an avid eater. <laughs> no, you're not. Which is my, which is why the benefits of avid running aren't as acutely felt in my life. <laughs> but uh, I do run a little bit at certain times. Here's what I do: I I put it all on during football and basketball season, uh-huh. all those restaurants and everything else. Then I take it all off in the off season. Then I put it back on during football and basketball, and then I take it all off. I've got the so cyclical going. are you in peak condition going. right now? I, I'm, like, I'm close to peak right yeah. now, yeah. July, yeah. early August? Right, and then yeah. it starts going downhill. You get, <laughs> yeah. you're getting ready for the half marathons coming up? I've got a race coming up in a couple of weeks, yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. What race? It's the AF Canyon half marathon. Nice. That's an annual thing in my life. Yeah. 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 One of the top five races in the state of Utah. Oh, I think so. I've done a few fulls back in the day. Day, but the, my full marathon days may be behind me. I don't know. I might They're have hard. one left in me, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. But I think I'm, a half marathon fits me well right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like I said, an avid, aspiring runner. <laughs> okay. I run a
1: little no, bit, but man, you alive. either run or you don't. If you're yeah. aspiring, you're talking about running. No, he runs.
0: You yeah. certainly can appreciate what <laughs> BYU track and field oh, so is doing right now. so fun to watch. So fun to watch. So let's start there.
2: So my uh, my second oldest daughter, uh, she married. Uh, a fine young man who ran with these guys as a member of the track and cross country team, uh, for a couple of years. So, so he and she, because she actually, uh, worked in the sports information department for a year and one of her assignments was track cross country. So she got to know these guys too. So they are now living in South Carolina for the summer. Long story short, they stayed up late to, did what, to do what we were doing, which was watching and cheering and, and, uh, and they were just so pumped and so excited. And we'll talk about Clayton for a second in part because he's such a good guy. Yes. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just about the fact he's a great runner, but what a great guy with a great wife and baby. And so there's just this real happiness. And you saw the video of the teammates that were back home as well. It's what it's all about. It's it's it's, it's cheering for your, your for your comrades. And uh, and and what a great vibe last night to see the way that BYU kinda controlled that race, right? They could can do it from the front and the middle and the back, and they just kinda had it all covered. And then to see Clayton kick it the way he did and pull oh. away. I mean he just ran strong and tall and uh wow, man it was just it was it was it was fantastic. To watch. Yeah and we had some race time in the office yesterday watching Steeple, I think right? Yeah. Yeah, watching Chase. And so uh, it's been a great week and we'll continue to be a great, just getting started. They got a lot more to go. Yeah. On.
1: Yeah. Um, but let's be honest. Clayton Young being 25 was a huge advantage, right, Greg? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like you said, there's always that guy.
1: There's always that guy. Yeah. So, someone on Twitter tweeted about the advantage.
2: You responded, which it was a great response. And it's, other Cougar fans jumped so, on. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You uh-huh. probably woke up today going, what on earth? <laughs> like, You know, I had a little like, comment. Don't shiver yeah. the yeah. BYU
1: <laughs> fan mob. But listen. Everyone's anti-bullying, but I don't know that people are anti-bullying the bully, right? <laughs> so yeah, it,
2: it was a, an innocent comment. But no, I, full marks for Clayton. And again, it's yes. so it's so tough to 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 be a competitive runner through your high school years, and then not be one for two full years, two and then get back in years. shape to the wow. to the you know to the point where you can qualify, just qualifying for a final, and then do it the way he did. <laughs> yes. Nothing could ever take away from what he did last yes. night. I mean, it was just an amazing story. He ran, and he was not weary, right? Yeah. Okay, now to BYU
1: basketball. Hey, Yoli Childs is back. Jake Tulson is here. New coaching staff. Yeah, I good love, vibe. I love
2: the juice around the program yeah, yeah. right now. What do you think? It's cool vibe. No, it's fantastic. And, and, and I think, you know, how do you say that BYU didn't get better? When you bring Yoli back and then add the pieces that BYU is about to add, you've gotten better. Right? And you were a second-place team in the WCC last year. Uh, you, you want to at least be that good again, right? And, and the chances of doing that are, are, are great with, with Yoli back in the fold. And you've already seen what Yoli being a senior means, national pub. People are looking to Yoli. All of a sudden, one. it's a small forward. People are well. It doesn't matter what he is. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think they put him in the same category as I think Rui was up for the same award last year, and mm-hmm. you could call Rui anything, um, Hachimura. Uh, but yeah, what you're already seeing is people are looking at Yoli as one of the best players in the country. That's what happens when you when you're able to put the numbers he's put up, and then give yourself one more year to do it. Uh, again, what he's already done is phenomenal. Again, you you can look at what he's done, and he's already in some pretty rare company uh, with the points and rebounds. And by the time he's done. Uh, there will be, you know, few players uh, that, that will be able to approach uh, the plateau Yoli will set uh, as a four-year guy. I couldn't be more excited.
1: Are, are we, we good? You and Yoli good
0: after the, the Twitter thing? We good? Oh,
2: he, was, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was joking, and yes, we are very good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm looking at a starting five that includes Yoli Childs, the WAC Player of the Year Jake Toulson, a senior T.J. Haas, and a growing Gavin Baxter. We'll see who the fifth is, whether it's Connor Harding or Nick Emery or Jesse Wade. But my first reaction was, that's a team that should make the NCAA tournament. I wholeheartedly believe that they will make the NCAA tournament. What's a fair expectation in your mind for this team?
2: well maybe maybe we could go with uh, with Mark Pope and say there are no fair expectations they're just the crazy ones you know and and uh, yet when you've got this many seniors and that much talent that's what you hope is the outcome right we, we've had to say for so long you know if they if the team had only gotten old we, if we could only see a really big senior class well now you're gonna get that big senior class maybe more seniors this year than maybe we've seen the last three four yeah. seasons combined maybe yes eight six scholarships. Of those eight. Yeah, so time. so, so it's a big senior group now. And it's not just seniors. It's seniors with a lot of points under their belt and a lot of made shots and a lot of talent and now National Pub. So, uh, yeah, there, there's no reason to not expect great things from this group. And I think they've got the guys to, to help meet some of those expectations.
0: Now, the last time BYU had this many seniors, we documented on show, yes, we the show, they made the NCAA
2: tournament. tournament. So, yeah. what, 14-15, I think? Yeah. yeah. So, And um, we also talked, too, or at least we did on social media, you know, BYU hasn't brought back its top-scoring tandem you know, from one year to the next since they last made the NCAA tournament. The well. tandem, okay. Right, it, it, was, it, it was score. Tyler okay. Hawes and Kyle Collinsworth. They brought them back as the top two scores, and they made the tournament that year. That was the last time BYU's made the tournament. So this is the first time since then that BYU brings back their top two scores from the preceding mm. season. Now it's TJ and Yo, or Yo and TJ. Three-point lines moved back almost 15 inches. What kind <clears throat> of impact do you expect there? Well, I, I, I don't, you know, last time, it, every time it moves back, there's always a dip nationally. And so I don't know what what we're going to be able to predict in terms of a number for BYU, but I think they've got a better group of shooters to attack that number. Uh, or attack that distance. Toulson and Wade make that big of a difference. Yeah, like. and I think you know there could be another piece or two that we're not talking about yet that, that could be in the mix, guys who have a history of making a lot of threes. Now, whether it's a divi- at the Division one level or not, the history is there. That's a good uh, tease, We Greg. can talk about a guy like Trevin Nell. We can talk about him, right? Yeah. Now, that's somebody who uh, his last year at high school, 48% from deep. Now, the high school line and the new line are not the same thing, but a shooter a shooter. And you talk with Trevin, you know a bit about how he yeah. kind of grew up with that particular skill. And so I think BYU will have a better team of shooters and then you can't overlook the fact that we see uh, on the graphic there um, you know guys who are among you know BYU's most prolific freshman three-point shooters and we hope now as seniors to you know, maybe see a, 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 maybe a return yes. to to those kinds of numbers, and that's we're talking about Zach and Nick and TJ right now. They showed from the get go that they could be great three point shooters, and if they're over different stages of the career, they've been that. It'd be great if they can all kind of come together with these new pieces we're talking about, and again, really attack that line with proficiency. And Jake's you know numbers speak for himself, and he does have the Division one numbers. That's like a guy's putting up forty percent plus at the Division one level. So there are a lot of reasons to believe this could be a good three point year. And uh, as we, you know, as we've discussed, and we share on social media, the three-pointer is everything right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, BYU was a really, really good two-point team the last two years, but the overall offense struggled or suffered comparatively because of uh, of the lack of proficiency from deep. And if that changes, it means a great deal of difference for BYU. We've and That's to so fun you... to watch that guy, by the way, Yoli make those shots because that's what he can do too. Yeah,
0: uh, we've got to let to you get him. back to your uh, jelly belly sours and your half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> again,
2: I'm I'm easing off on those. I had a lot to share because I'm I'm again I'm trying to get and, you know, game, a race day shape.
0: We did promise the crowd a football question, so give me one-word answer. Toughest opponent on BYU football schedule right now after all of your research? Utah. There you go. I don't disagree. Agreed. I yeah. don't disagree. Yeah. Great. Great stuff, man. Thanks. You bet. you bet. Anytime. We'll see you in your office for
1: more track. <laughs> I'll be yeah. there. Later today. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Get the candy ready. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, the newest BYU national champion joins the program.
0: And a double stat of the day. Ed Eyestone and Isaac Wood react to the Super 6 performance as well. Loaded show continues. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's just keep it running along BYU Sports Nation because that is the theme. A championship theme of the day. And we kick off part two of our BYU Sports Nation headlines. What a performance for BYU men's track and field. And they're not even they're not even. Halfway through the NCAA championship meet, Clayton Young wins a dramatic 10K Outdoor National Championship. The time of 29 minutes, 16 seconds, just a hair over that. He becomes the first national champion in the 10,000 meters in 34 years. He was joined by Connor McMillan and Connor Mance in the top four. They placed third and fourth respectively. Rory Linkletter, All-American finished 15th, 21 points in the team competition BYU is pacing for what Ed Istone said was the next goal, the next step to finish in the top 10. They got a huge boost last night.
1: The NCAA rules committee approved a few rule changes for the upcoming men's basketball season. The three-point line is moving back to 22 feet and one and three-quarter inches. That's the international standard. Also, the shot clock will reset on an offensive rebound in the front court. Instead of 30, it'll go to 20 seconds. Also, a coach can call a live ball timeout in the second half's last two minutes. And then the last two minutes of overtime as well.
0: BYU baseball, including commits, had three more players drafted yesterday into the major leagues. Cutter Clausen selected 33rd by the Washington Nationals. He announced that he will attend BYU. Tyson Heaton selected in the 40th round by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And the Cleveland Indians also take in the 40th round Cy Nielsen. By the way, Brock Hale, West Coast Conference player of the year, not drafted again. We'll see if he gets at least a workout or a run with some professional team.
1: And Mary Lake and Team USA Women's Volleyball swept Germany yesterday. Lake had six digs, 15 receptions in the final two sets of the match. Team USA, 7-1 and one, final home match tonight, 8.30 Eastern against Brazil in Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: The most recent national champion for BYU, Clayton Young, had the BYU Sports Nation karma. What he did last night was, in a word, spectacular. In fact, stat of the day worthy for sure. <laughs>
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day.
0: Clayton Young is BYU's first men's outdoor national champion since Kyle Perry won the 3,000-meter steeplechase a decade ago. It's been a decade since BYU's had a national champion.
1: Yeah, they've come close. Rory Linkletter took second, second in the 10K last year uh, at Hayward Field there in in uh, Eugene. So BYU's been close a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they've had a shot put national champion in uh, one of the Iranius brothers, right? I'm trying to remember if it was Nicholas or
0: yeah, I can't remember the first one. name. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but if you're if you win a national championship, you actually get two stats of the day. So here's our second. It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day, part two. He's also BYU's first national champion of the 10K since Ed Stone in '85. Ed went back to back in '84 and '85. Pretty awesome when your coach was the last guy to do it. <laughs> that at your school That's the
0: embrace cool. between Clayton Young and Ed Eastone and the other runners that finished in the top 15, just the team embrace after was incredible between the conners yeah and clayton the Connors, oh it was amazing there were three conners right it was incredible stars. just so much good video came from that oh my goodness in fact ed eastone Ran uh, probably his fastest 100 meters uh, of the year. It's been a while, yeah. (laughs) So he
1: starts a – he's at the corner trying to give encouragement, and he's excited. He's rooting. He's having a great time. He starts running through the stands. (laughs) A reminder, this is at, like, 930. In Austin, it's and like
0: he, 85 degrees and 80% humidity, and he's
1: weaving his way through the crowd, and finally gets down there and gets gets a hug, right? And just so cool, <laughs> because Ed Iston's a legend. You could argue he's the greatest runner from BYU. Olympian, two-time national
0: champion. Well, three-time,
1: three right? Time, that's right. He did right, the he did the, th- he did the triple crown. That's right. In uh, 84, 85, there with um, cross country, um, and then he did 10k and I think 5k, right? In track national championships. So he's legit. Then there's Isaac Wood, who's the director of operations for track and field. Um, and let's, let's listen in to his reaction upon Clayton Young winning the national title. Yes! 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 Wow!
0: Wow! Yes! BYU, 134. Wow. Eat yes! your heart out, Ralph Sokolowski. <laughs> When
1: mom brings home the pizza rolls. Yeah. And, and he's excited that BYU had three of the top four as well. I mean, that was an incredible showing. For a school, uh, BYU's had a, a good history of sprinters. Right now, the real strength, though, is the distance. And is really bringing oh, it. Man. I mean, really bringing it in the distance, especially on the men's side. But the women's side, you have Brenna Porter and Erica Burke-Jarvis and many others, too. They're going to score some points. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I expect the men to finish in the top 10. We'll see if it's better. And then the women, hopefully, as the top 10 finishes as well. That's
0: Yes, really exciting to watch. Uh, it's a bonus stat of the day type of uh, feeling in Studio B. It's also, we're feeling so good that we're going to do a bonus question of the day. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. What would make you this excited as a Cougar fan going off the video of Isaac Wood, Jerem? Uh, BYU beats Utah. Like you would make in that football? sound. Probably in the control room. Uh, gets into a
1: Power 5 conference. Yep. Wins in the NCAA tournament in men's hoops. Beats Gonzaga in men's hoops. <laughs>
0: yes! If Mitch
1: Matthews had not been cut by the Browns.
0: Oh, that would make that no, sound don't as well. go there. Come but, on. No, I love Mitch. Yeah, BYU uh, beats Utah, yeah. ends the eight-game streak. They'll yeah. probably if evoke starts some emotions like that. Oh, okay, yeah,
1: that's that's four worthy.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna that's have to qu-
1: make that a drop on the show. Maybe we it's three that. and
0: one yeah. worthy. So BYU opens the first four three and one because right. they yeah. finished first, third, and fourth there, right? Yeah. So that would equal yeah. the tenor of that pitch. Trust me, I'm not that scream. picky. What's that?
1: Trust me, I'm not that picky. We're getting. I'm excited about an 8-5 possibility. Yeah, our standards have dipped. (laughs) (laughs) 8-5?
0: When you said getting into a Power 5 conference, this is Jason Shepard after BYU gets into a Power 5 conference. This is Jason when we go to Taco Bell.
1: Like, what?
0: (laughs) Coming up. Moving lines back in college shoes. Oh, my goodness. We need the national champion on the show. Let's get him on the show, man. Clayton Young is going to join us next. When did he know he was in the middle of an unforgettable race? This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU
2: fans everywhere.
1: Tuesday, June 18th, BYU Sports Nation will be two hours long on BYU Football Media Day as we get you ready for the 2019 season.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, and we have a momentary entry from a man who wants to defend himself against the scream, Jerem. Okay, uh, Isaac
1: Wood, the guy that was screaming, the director of operations for track and field, Mm -hmm. texted me immediately after. That segment and said, You guys are killing me. <laughs> Love he you, said, Isaac. He said, I blacked out. I didn't think that sound could come out of my mouth. We didn't think so either. But there can be miracles.
0: There can be.
1: <laughs> first, third, and fourth in the 10K hey, will do that. When you're excited, you know, you just go to another level. That was very exciting. I think that was equal to the accomplishment. You didn't over he didn't you didn't overdo it. It
0: was, it was worthy perfect. of that reaction. That was perfect. Was it a little high? Yeah, but it was, it was great. You wanted them to hear you, great. so you had to make that sound. And little did you know, we would openly celebrate you <laughs> on BYU Sports station like this. Oh, with that said, we welcome in national champion in the 10K. One of the BYU's reasons he was screaming. Clayton Young on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Clayton, I'm wondering, can you still hear that high-pitched shrill from Isaac Wood in your head?
3: (laughs) Yes, I can. That was just as clear as I heard it last night. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, man. What an outstanding run. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be on once again. We
1: had you on recently, and then last night, and we told you, we don't give the karma to, uh, you know, bad athletes, and here you go and win the national championship. (laughs) When in that race did you think, okay, I – I can win this or I'm going to win this.
3: You know, uh, if if you've seen the race, I think with 300 meters to go when the Alabama boy, he came out on my outside um, and he made the move to to pass me. And I knew if I could hold him off till the 200 meter mark going into the turn that, you know, I, I had a legitimate shot at being a national champion. Um, and it really started to settle in that last 30 or 40 meters as I looked up at the jumbotron and I could see myself pulling away and, and you can see the emotion just come over me, uh, just pure elation, pure joy, and, and gratitude.
1: Describe that moment for you because you've run for a long time and you want to win something to validate all of that, right? And. Uh, finishing top five will be incredible, but here you are with 30 or 40 meters to go. And you know, you're going to win the national championship. Describe what you felt.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as, as presented on the previous show, like I've qualified in both the 5k and the 10k, uh, my sophomore year, my junior year, and, and this being my senior year. And I have, that's not the first time I've led a national championship race with 300 meters to go. And, uh, it's failed time and time again. So to finally break through and to come out on top and, uh, to, to do it in such, in such a dominating way over that last hundred meters is pretty rare for me. Um, and so that feeling was just like, it's all, it's all culminated in this one moment. It's all paid off. My experiences from previous years have, have finally taught me and, and I, I, uh, I, I really can't describe it. It's, it's an unreal feeling, um, but just a, a, a deep amount of gratitude and, and pure joy.
0: 10K national champion Clayton Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Take us to the moment you're celebrating with your wife and child and your coaches uh, and team. What was that like?
3: Yeah. To, to say that I did this single-handedly, to say that I, I did it by myself is is a huge, huge uh, disregard to, to the team and, uh, one of my favorite athletes of all time is Elliot Kipchoge, and he always says that one uh, percent or 100% of me is nothing compared to 1% of the whole team. And so this really was a team effort. Um, as I finally found my wife in the stands and my baby girl, Lucy, uh, to run up to her, to give her a hug, and uh, to know that we've been... We've been dreaming about this moment. It's not just me uh, that we have been dreaming and planning and preparing and sacrificing for this moment for the last three and a half years. Is, uh, and to have it all come together in that moment, it, it, was, it was incredible. It was incredible. And to share that moment again with my teammates, Connor McMillan and Connor Mance, 3-4, uh, and to have that moment with my coach, uh, and with Isaac Wood who is screaming at the top of his lungs do it for Ed do it for Ed <laughs> I mean you 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 cannot you cannot get a more picture perfect Kodak moment than that
1: We showed the video of Ed Stone who it looks like was at that final turn <laughs> to give some last words of encouragement did could you hear him there
3: <laughs> Yes uh, absolutely um, you had Isaac on one corner and Coach Eistom on the other corner and, and the BYU crowd on the, one or the other corner. So they did not go unheard, that's for sure.
1: Could you hear what Ed was saying specifically? Because Rory Linkletter told us last year he could hear um, Ed going into the final turn be better, and it helped him. Be uh, great. Be great, yeah, and, and it helped yeah, him in great. that final lap. Did you hear what Ed said, or was it just Ed screaming?
3: It was just that screaming in my head. Uh, I, 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 I honestly could not give you a single uh, pronounceable word, but uh, screaming. But it wasn't as high as Isaac, right?
1: What was that? It wasn't as high pitched as Isaac, right?
3: Yes, Isaac Isaac came through clear as a bell. Like you, you could make out every every single word that Isaac was saying, you know. Maybe those higher tones really really punch through, you know.
0: We're with BYU's ten uh, K national champion Clayton Young on BYU Sports Nation. Your team scores a combined twenty one points in that event alone. First, third, fourth. In your wildest did you envision something like that happening?
3: Oh man. Uh, you know, we knew that, uh, that 10K was going to be big for us in order to be a podium team. And uh, we'll see if that comes to pass here in the next couple of days with the finals in the steeplechase and 1500 meter and the, the deck. Um, but I, I mean, we knew that one of us, for at least, I mean, I've been telling the guys for the last couple of weeks, you know, I feel like one of us is going to be a national champion and I feel like we're going to do great, you know, between Royal Clutter. Connor McMillan, Connor and myself—I mean, I knew one of us was going to do it, and and to have you know three of the four really show up is is really you know a great great day, um, especially coming off of last year when you know three of us took the last three spots at the ten k, and, and yeah, we kind of had to dog it because we knew we were coming back for the five k, um, but to to have that kind of a turnaround, um, I did not, I I could not plan it any better. I could not imagine it any more better.
1: Now you personally get ready for the uh, 5k final uh Friday night. So what's today like for you as you get ready for that?
3: Yeah, today uh you know just an early morning jog, lots of food, some sleep uh as much needed uh you know, I tossed and turned last night over and over again just <laughs> dreaming about the moment. Um but uh yeah, it's kind of a low key day. Uh, and really, kind of getting mentally prepared for that 5K. Uh, like I said, there's a, a legitimate shot at being a, a podium team, and and that's really cool to say. But it's it's going to be even better if it if it comes to pass. And so, to say that my job is done is, is would be wrong to say. Um, and it, it would be easy to take a backseat and you know scratch the 5K and hang the spikes up and live on my life. But uh, there's more to be there's more to be done, and there's more to be done to raise that tide and. That's all I
0: have. Love it. Love it. Okay, a couple of things as uh, we say goodbye. More BYU Sports Nation karma to you and your team. Use it as you you will. And, uh, my friend, I think that there is a lot more running in your future. In fact, I think last night you may have uh, garnered some attention from some potential future sponsors. But that's just me.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I hope so as well.
0: Man, Clayton, great stuff. Really exciting. Congratulations again. And uh, we'll be watching.
3: Sounds
0: good. Clayton Young, a gentleman, scholar, and a national champion on the Deseret First Credit Union outline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: National champion. That's awesome, man. It, it was an incredible showing. It was very validating for the program. It was one of the great moments in uh, BYU sports the last couple of years, right? Last night, That race.
0: Last champion in outdoor track and field was a decade ago.
1: It's been a minute. Many minutes, in fact. Coming up, Mary Lake t- helps take down Germany in volleyball.
0: Plus, three more BYU baseball players get the call into the major leagues yesterday. One of them, for sure, is coming back to BYU. If you don't know who it is. You stick around. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebel. And BYU's latest national champion, first guy to do it, outdoor track and field in 10 years, Clayton Young.
1: Shows on demand via the podcast, BYU TV, BYU Radio apps. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Track and field. As mentioned, Clayton Young won the 10K national championship last night at a time of 29, 16, 80. Young's BYU's first national champ in the 10K since Ed Istone in 1985. Connor McMillan took third. Connor Mance took fourth. Additionally, in the steeplechase, BOA qualified four athletes. Brian Matthews is in 10th place in the decathlon as well. And today, the women's team gets going as well, highlighted by Erica Burke-Jarvis in the steeplechase semifinals this evening. Men's basketball. The
0: NCAA Rules Committee has approved a few rule changes for the upcoming men's basketball season. The three-point line moving back to 22 feet, one and three-quarters inches, which is the international standard. Additionally, the shot clock will be reset on an offensive rebound in the front court from 30 seconds to 20 seconds quicker pace there also a coach can call a live ball timeout in the second half's last two minutes and in the last two minutes in overtime as well i like all those changes
1: cougars in the draft pre signees were drafted yesterday cutter clausen in the 33rd round by the washington national although he announced he will attend byu tyson heaton in the 40th round by the angels and Cy. i was born to be a baseball player because i was named Cy nielsen in the 40th round by the Indians.
0: Volleyball. Mary Lake and Team USA women's volleyball sweeping Germany yesterday. Lake had six digs, 15 receptions in the final two sets of the match. Team USA now 7-1 and one and will play its final home match tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern against Brazil in Lincoln, Nebraska.
1: Baseball. BYU pitcher Reed McLaughlin is a freshman All-American according to Collegiate Baseball. First BYU player in history to win at
0: least seven games and have four saves. Softball. The Sug Life. Libby Sug, ninth overall pick in the American Softball Association draft by the E1 Pro Ballers of Mobile, Alabama.
1: Cougars in the PGA. Mike Weir is currently playing round one in the Canadian Open of the PGA Tour. Through 16, he's even tied for 54th. Watch out for the turkeys. Back to you on four, Spencer.
0: Cougars in the minors. Thank you, Jerem. Jacob Brugman went two for four with a home run and three runs batted in for your Tacoma Rainiers, Jerem. Oh. A 10-4 win over the Memphis Redbirds. Yeah, you
1: see, I have a high pitch that, but it's not as
0: high as Isaac, right? It's like, huh?
1: But his was like way up there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's just consistent. this His was high. like
1: ethereal. His was Great. breaking
0: the glass high.
1: Yeah, like a few dogs in Austin were like
0: Roop. looking around and wondering <laughs> what's going on. Ruh, yeah. roll. The elite five <laughs> I mean, Let's start with today's rise and shout-out. And I mentioned this off the top of the program. 75th anniversary of D-Day. I am a sports junkie for sure. My next closest hobby is probably cars, and then it's probably after that military and world wars and the respect for those national heroes. They're, they're incredible, Jerem. Like the yeah. guys that stormed the beach at Normandy on June 6, 1944, just the whole war effort I was, I mean what yeah. what can I what can I say those are real heroes. Yeah,
1: words won't really do it. We really appreciate that obviously. 75th anniversary. Can't
0: believe it. Man. Anyway, that's on my bucket list for sure to see uh, the beaches at Normandy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you to all the servicemen and service women who have served, are serving and will serve. Just we we owe you such a debt of gratitude. Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years which is the most important BYU football game outside of the first four Power Fives. At Arizona, MCC says Utah State, peace of mind. I want things back the way they used to be.
1: I do too in the 80s, but that ain't happening. Sorry to Dennis Pitt we ran out of
0: time, man. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUSN. For Jerome, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Gordon Hudson. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern on BYU Sports Station. Go goops.